0: Blog Talk Radio. And welcome to Community Garden Revolution. I'm Mary H- Mary Hugo, the radio show host. And we've got with us today a wonderful group. I'm excited because I'm from the Midwest, and we look at Chicago as being uh, the ones that we look at for trends or what to do or what we should be doing. Uh, and this is the Rogers Park Garden Group. And we've got Megan Cusick, who's with us, and she's a coordinating um, on the, She's on the coordinating committee. And uh, she has been with this group for a while, and they're all volunteers. And, Megan, thank you for being so patient and coming aboard. Uh, I appreciate your time today. It's my pleasure. I'm glad to be here. Oh, my honor. My honor. Can you first tell us? how you got started and why your group uh, even wanted to get started. And this is called the Rogers Park Garden Group. And then also tell them the extent of where you all are, you know, what your uh, boundaries are, that kind of thing.
1: Sure. So Rogers Park is a neighborhood on the far north side of Chicago, and we're right along the lakefront. So our um, geographical boundaries are the – The lake on the east side, Evanston on the north side, and then um, Devon Avenue, probably unfamiliar to most of your listeners, but Mm -hmm. we're that very northern tip of the city.
0: Now that would be along the, uh, what, Michigan
1: area, Michigan River area?
0: Yes. Okay. Right along along Lake Michigan. Right. Okay. Lake Michigan. Yeah. Thank you. And then, uh, also, um, yeah, I should know that Lake Michigan because we used to stay on market street all the time. or Lakeshore Drive, Lakeshore Drive Drive. I was thinking of St. Louis, uh, Drive all the time. And then, uh, when I got older, then we stayed along there on Michigan Avenue, which I loved. Um, but anyway, we'll get back to that later on with the uh, former mayor Daly and what he did with, uh, you know, high rise buildings. Um, What is it that, you know, you have an area and uh, you saw the trends or something happening across America that people were getting together to uh, have more green space and also community gardening. Uh, How is it that you said, you know,
1: maybe we should do this too, and then how did you get that started? So I'm not one of the founding members. I was a latecomer to the group. However, um, a, a couple of neighbors got together in 2007 and saw some other communities within Chicago that had established garden groups and wanted to do something similar in Chicago, I'm sorry, in Rogers Park. So the the purpose is really threefold, and that is to sort of bring together a community of gardeners, um, providing just us support and sort of a mutual interest group for people who are interested in gardening. Mm -hmm. Um, The second thing is to provide uh, direct support to people who are engaged in gardening efforts, whether in their own um, yards on their own property or um, somewhere in the community. And then the third thing is to build gardening opportunities throughout the community um, and with a focus on public places, both, uh, parks, parkways, um, along the commuter rail tracks, in traffic circles, that sort of thing. So mm-hmm. um it really was a sort of a multi um focus uh, purpose to the group. Yeah, this is together. similar to to what
0: Bette Midler uh has done in uh, New York. And uh I've interviewed that group before and have them in my uh, first book and uh, Community Garden Revolution. And um Basically, she looked around how you know she could either see everything look downtrodden and all concrete, whatever, and she decided to uh, add some greenery. And she does the same thing as what you all are doing. It doesn't have to necessarily be a community garden. It could be a spot, like Tiffany and Company. They've got like an area that they created a really neat garden. So how is it that you talk to uh, businesses or organizations to say, hey, by beautifying our area, this gives good quality of life, it gives better property value, uh, it can cut down crime. How is it that you get those people up in Chicago interested in in wrapping their minds around something like this, that maybe they are just using the past of seeing the the concrete, concrete, and concrete? Mm
1: -hmm. Um, I think there are a couple things. One is that we don't really – um market gardening to people so much as we provide opportunities to enjoy um, and provide examples of what is possible when people get mm-hmm. together to do something. Um, and there are a couple of different ways that we do that. One is that we have events and programs um, throughout the gardening season, which is, of course, shorter than we'd like in Chicago, but we generally run from April through October with a monthly program. Um, and we will um, – do things that either help address a specific gardening need or look uh, at the sort of larger issue of gardening in an urban environment. Um, We also... Provide opportunities for people to see examples of gardens. We have um, for many years done something called a garden meander, so similar to a garden walk, perhaps a little less formal. Um, But Mm -hmm. having neighbors open their yards to um, the community to come through and see and talk about what is planted, what the, you know, if there's a particular approach. Some people have more woodland gardens, some people have, you know, very extensive flower gardens, Um, some people are more focused on. Uh, growing food, uh, so we really try to provide examples um, and and opportunities and support for people. Um, but the other thing we do is something called uh, adopt a public way grants. And um, in the since our founding in 2007, we've provided more than thirty thousand dollars in um, grant funding in small grants for people who, to take over. Um, with permission, of course, a public space. And so that public space can be the parkway. Um, We live in a neighborhood where there's, you know, the parkway is the area between the sidewalk and the street, and that's uh, technically city property. Um, But some people have converted that from just a grass space to an actual garden. Um, We also have traffic circles and sort of corner cutouts. Um, People have developed gardens there um some of our neighborhood schools have developed gardens um we've supported those efforts at several of our neighborhood elementary schools as well as our neighborhood high school um we also have people who have developed gardens along the commuter rail tracks um so that rather than just seeing trees and debris as you walk <laughs> um you know down the stairs from the the rail line you're actually seen a a lovely garden. Um, And we've also done some things in some of our parks, both in small playgrounds uh, where there are just tiny sort of spaces for uh, plantings, and then in some of our larger parks where there are some designated spaces to do more extensive extensive plantings. So we've supported neighbors who do um, those projects, and um, in addition to the grant funding that we provide, we also... um, help gather volunteers to work on specific projects. And how is it that you
0: find when you go to these parks? Because I know uh, where I live, they've been looking at some of the older uh, parks, uh, particularly if they have uh, older libraries on them and thinking about uh, adding space there. Um, How do you find uh, a way to have the water spigots or do you have irrigation or do you have someone come by and just – water them from a big tank. How do you find a way to water?
1: Yeah, that's a big issue. And um, we do a couple things. One is that we always require as part of our grant making um, process that a water source is identified. Um, What we've found in the past is that generally neighbors are very supportive of gardening efforts. So, Either a local business or a local, um, a nearby building will offer water access to help maintain the space. Um, So that's one thing that we do. And in fact, we were just talking with a neighbor who's um, going to be planting a small area in a children's playground, and the condominium next door um, will provide water access so that the plants can be maintained. Um, So we do encourage. Um, or actually require that that water source be identified before we actually move forward with a grant. Um, But the other thing is that we also um, have advisors, so the folks who do the grant review process are also um, very knowledgeable about what works here in this environment so that um, they can make recommendations about specific types of plants that will do well without excessive maintenance so that watering Mm -hmm. is not, um, you know, it doesn't have to be done daily or it doesn't have to be done at an unreasonable rate. Do you have classes uh, that you connect with the uh,
0: universities then? Uh, Do you use them as a resource by any chance, some of the
1: universities that are around you all? We don't have classes, but as I said earlier, we do a monthly program and we connect with different people and different resources in the neighborhood. Um, We are near Loyola University uh, on the north side of Chicago. And last year, one of our programs was to take a tour of their Institute for Environmental Sustainability. Um, And that's a relatively new program at Loyola, but they've built a building, um, their Center for Sustainability, and they have... Um, aquaponics and a greenhouse, a vertical farm. They have biodiesel production, um, a geothermal energy system. And then not far from there, they also have an urban farm and an apiary. So Mm. we took a tour of this space and learned about what they're doing and how um, they're trying to integrate some of their programs into the community um, and also how they're using that uh, center for Student Learning.
0: Oh, that sounds wonderful, Gal. That sounds absolutely wonderful. I, I, we'd fantastic. love to have our, one of our universities do that. <laughs> it was now, really a great uh,
1: program, but we actually do, um, we bring in speakers who are, um, you know, knowledgeable on um, different topics. So last year we had someone from the Natural Resources Defense Council come in and talk about um our pollinators and some of the threats to the pollinators and also the things we can do to sort of um support their um a healthy population uh migrating through or living in um you know in this particular area. Um so we really try and tap into various um various resources within the city or just beyond the city.
0: Yeah, you have a monthly meeting. Now, do you all do a monthly newsletter then to kind of keep everybody in the loop of what's going on and keep their interests going? Do you all do that too?
1: Yes, we do. Um, and Great. in addition to the, you know, information about our programming, we also include information about volunteer um, opportunities. And if we have any other, um, we share information about where the adopt grants, uh, adopt a public way grants are going. Um, so it's a good way to be in contact between the monthly programs. Now, back in the day when you had the
0: uh, uh, the mayor uh, daily, uh, I remember when uh he was really pushing doing um rooftop gardening and uh he did a lot of uh add planters and so on, like Michigan Avenue was mm-hmm. one of the uh streets that was uh in this program and he uh was adding some greenery, you know, that kind of thing. And uh so I I when we were starting to develop a little bit more of our downtown I had mentioned to some folks, I said, you know, we need to really look at this in Chicago and uh, add some more greenery. Now, Gal, I'm telling you, here's what their idea was. Uh, There's one rooftop that has an AstroTurf putting green, (laughs) and then a few other places now have container gardening. And I think you have to get a microscope out to find where those containers are now. But uh, that was the extent of the greening that was done. Uh, in our town. So uh, are you all doing more with those skyscrapers? Because I know that Washington, D.C. added more uh, this past year. St. Louis did. Uh, Portland, Oregon. Um, I want to say Nashville, Tennessee, but some of the large uh, cities in America. And, of course, you're one of the top three or five uh, cities in America. Are you seeing a little bit more of that? And are you all pushing something like that also in the area where you live, like using your parking garages, you know, the top floor mm-hmm or a warehouse, or another maybe taller building
1: by any chance? Yeah, we are in a neighborhood that is very residential. We don't have a lot of Um, Mm high-rises. We do have a few, but uh, we haven't seen a a real push here for rooftop gardening. Um, I see. Although one of our members is... A caretaker of that city hall rooftop garden, uh, which also um, contains a butterfly garden. Oh, cool! um, I think that though what we've seen in Chicago is once the idea of gardening both on a large scale in some of our big parks and on a smaller scale um, in you know in the neighborhoods and both in at homes and in public spaces. Um, sort of took hold, it's easier to uh, sort of spread that or easier to get other people interested because they can see, you know, the benefits of having that. Um, It's something that is sort of, I think, an appeal to all ages. In fact, when we do some of our um, gardening days um, on a, Public gardens, we see, you know, little kids coming out to help and we see um, people of all different ages and all different backgrounds. It's really a nice way to bring um, a diverse group of people together. Oh, I'm for anything that could be for the kids. Uh, I
0: try to mention to people uh, that if you do a community garden, have one or two spots, you know, one or two uh, plots in your community garden uh, area, at least for the kids so they can kind of see what's going on with the growing and they don't think that everything comes from the back uh, part of a grocery store. They actually have to grow it in the ground. Uh, and right. I'm glad to see that you all do schools. That is a hard, hard area to hit uh for people to uh, actually donate time are you going through teachers to do this or the PTA or or students doing this how are you making that succeed
1: well generally we don't um we don't manage those school projects what we do is provide the support for that project to happen so um and one example is we have a neighborhood school that has developed a butterfly garden And it's actually um, some neighbors of the school who approached the principal um, and a couple of the teachers and asked if they could uh, update the butterfly garden uh, and then apply For grant funding. So, um, generally, it's either a neighbor who wants to work with the school or already does work with the school or somebody from within the school. We have another elementary school at the other end of Rogers Park um, that has a fairly large garden space, and they're actually switching. they had many many annual plants they're switching over to a perennial garden um with a, i think a small amount of food now and we help mm-hmm. support that process with a grant and that was uh driven by um somebody who is uh, involved in the neighborhood at a community based organization in the neighborhood um and that does work with the school Oh, how wonderful.
0: And I'll tell you, I must tell you, I'm impressed that when you go to your website, and that would be www.rogersparkgardengroup.org, and I'll go through that again, folks, it's www.rogersparkgardengroup.org. You'll see a virtual sidewalk, is what they're calling it. And it is a wonderful picture of this big bumblebee that is flying around. (laughs) this garden i mean that's impressive that is absolutely impressive so you've definitely gone to the part where you're using technology and the videos and even encouraging people to send you all uh their videos and pictures of their gardens Uh, that's an inclusive way of making people feel like they're part of the situation i think that's impressive so they need to go to your um yeah, I mean, it is cool looking, this bumblebee. Uh, of course, I'm allergic to bees, but it's cool looking, this bumblebee. <laughs> right, it's, it's on
1: screen, so it's safe.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I've got my pins near me, my ebby <laughs> It was
1: something So how, how,
0: so, if, so if someone is in your all's neighborhood, how can they join and be a part of your great group? What, what do they need to do?
1: Well, membership is $15 a year, and there is uh, – form online uh that somebody can use to uh to sign up. Uh they can also come to one of our events. I think probably one of our most anticipated a- events every year is a plant sale. Um mm-hmm. and we do that in coordination with the opening of our local farmers market. So uh this year it will be on Sunday, June 5th. Oh, wonderful. Um, We have something called the Glenwood Sunday Market, and that's the first day that that market will be open. So our plant sale is right next door to the farmer's market, and it's a great day for people to come out. They can sign up um, there and get more information about our other programs this year. Is that your main fundraiser then that you all have is the plant sale? Uh, The plant sale and membership are really Mm -hmm. the two things that we do to raise funds.
0: Good, the two drivers, good. And right. it sounds like and looks like you've got a great army of uh, volunteers. I always tell people it's the money and the volunteers, one of the two. And if they run out of volunteers, look around you and see what businesses are there. And just if the businesses don't want to donate money, then ask them if they'll do a schedule of some sort of uh, some of their staff and come out and help with the uh, the gardening. You know, what's weeding, what's planting. Yeah, what's weeding, planting, uh, you know, maybe some consulting work of some sort to help you out or donating some dirt or whatever maybe that company has if they don't want to donate money because some of them don't, but they don't mind doing some goods and services. So, uh, yeah, look around and see what business is around. And uh, I think people would be surprised who would help out and there may be even more people or more different kind of support happening from that that may evolve in the years to come. Well, exactly. I think you're an impressive – yes, ma'am. And I think you're an impressive group, and we're talking uh, with Megan Cusick, uh, who is uh, on the coordinating committee. And it's the Rogers Park Garden Group, and uh, they're basically their motto is the power of gardens to build communities through beauty, camaraderie, and involvement. And again, I'm from uh, Indiana. And I know that in our area, we look to Chicago to kind of gear us how we need to be looking or where. Uh, The East Coast, they're doing pretty good. What they do, Southern California, uh, we all look to you as, okay, now what are they doing? (laughs) What do we need to be doing? (laughs) So it's always a delight to talk to someone from that area of the nation. And, again, I do appreciate your time today. I know you're a busy lady because everybody's planning and do their Uh, Rows of how they're going to plant the plants for the spring planting that's coming uh, as soon as we can get past all the snow and weather. And um, I just appreciate what you all are doing. Keep the good work going. And uh, it's always great to uh, uplift neighborhoods no matter where you are, because I told you before, like in New York City, they've got the New York Restoration Project that Bette, Bette Miller does. And that's an upscale neighborhood, but it was going downhill, you know, outside. It was going downhill outside. And she has revived that area with a lot of greenery space, gardens, and so on. You're doing the same thing, and that's what America's got to do. That's what America's got to do now. So, gal, congratulations to the Rogers Park Garden Group. And uh, we'll be more than happy to add this in our uh, larger program called Community Garden that we send out weekly to different radio stations. I'll put it in the um, digital magazine Community Garden, which I've already got a page started on anyway. And uh, then we'll send you a copy of that when it's published. And then we'll also uh, get on Twitter and we tell people all about your group and that they can listen to the uh, interview. And it has been my honor and delight. And, again, thank you for being patient with me and being on our program today. It's been my certain honor and delight to have you aboard. Thank you, ma'am.
1: Well, thank you, Mary. I appreciate the opportunity.
0: And you have been listening to Community Garden Revolution. I'm Mary Huckel. Thank you for coming today and listening to our program. Have a great Community Garden Day. Thank you, ma'am, and I'll send you a copy of this once they get it processed. Fantastic. Thanks so much, Mary. My honor and pleasure. Thank you, Megan. Have a great community garden day. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you as well. Bye-bye.